Welcome to yet another podcast about video games. This is the Stop and Swap cast. I'm Brad. And I'm Craig. Today we discuss uh, GameCube, our favorite YouTube shows. Um, I try to stump Craig with some trivia, but first, Craig, what you been playing? God, you really give no time at all for this, don't you? Um, lately I've been playing Pokemon Red. Yes, the Game Boy Classic on the 3DS, because they just re-released it. Um, I am currently at Saffron City. I just beat Selfco, so I'm going for my seventh badge soon, but my team sucks, so I don't have the, the strength to do that yet. So I gotta grind and shit. Yeah, you can do some grinding. Doing some grinding. And, uh, the other game I've been playing is on Steam. It's a game called Night Squad. It's a sort of top-down arena game where you play as various, like, knights, and you can play online with other people and just do death matches. Or you can do some challenges, and it's actually pretty fun. So, cool. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I've been playing uh, The Logical Journey of the Zumbinis recently, actually. <laughs> just like back in fifth grade? Yeah. And, or uh, older? I, 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 yeah, probably. I'm trying to remember when we first got a. I was think I was in middle school when we first got our computer. Yeah, and that's when we got it. So I yeah, was way I too it, old. <laughs> I played it in elementary school because we had it in either fourth or fifth grade. It was like on one of the computers in the classes, and I was like, "Ah, oh, can I get that?" And I think we bought it out of like the uh, the Scholastic, like the book fair things. Like you could buy PC games and shit. Yeah. Also, um, kind of going back to our first episode. I was again playing ice hockey. Um, I had my friend Felipe over and he's like, I, cause he listened to the podcast and he wanted to play. So we came <laughs> over and he was like, you really couldn't get into a fight. Could you? I'm like, we couldn't, we just couldn't do it. Yeah. And I am happy to tell you that we did indeed get into a fight in ice hockey. And it was, <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. It was amazing. Um, cue clapping sound. Yes. Um, also, some pickups. I I have Ooh. more pickups than than I have, um, actually playing games. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's for the past month. Um, on Valentine's Day, my lovely girlfriend got me Mario Golf, which is a game I need. Which for the N sixty four, right? Of course, for the N sixty four. Um, she also got me. Um, speaking of Scholastic, you had mentioned she got me the History of Video Games. Um book um and it came with a little 8-bit mario figure and it's actually really cool but the validity of the book i wasn't sure i was kind of skeptical on it um on on what it was going to include um i've I've grazed through it but turning to the very first page there's a picture of a magnavox odyssey 2 so it goes pretty far back and you have that system i do have that system but i was very excited to see that and it also looks like it has a just looking at it now um a, I believe it's a Japanese Sega Saturn. Um, it's a white one. Yeah, that was a Japan only, I yeah. believe. So, sweet. There's that. Also, at Goodwill, I got a box set um, of Prima guides for The Sims. <laughs> but it's not. It, it comes with The Sims strategy guide and the first four expansions. So, live in large house party, hot date, and vacation. Man, which I don't know live why. Large now you have those. <laughs> I, you know, it was four bucks, so I couldn't say no. And it's in the box. I was like, yeah, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, and then at Ball Moose, I think it was last week, mm-hmm. uh, I got Madden 64 and Madden 99 complete in box yeah. for, I think it was a total of six bucks for both <laughs> of them. 
So that's pretty good considering how they have the boxes, even though the sports games. Yeah, there's, I mean, they are sports games, um, but boxing manual at that point, you know, for, and they look like they were in good shape in the pictures. Yeah. yeah, they're not, they're not in bad shape. Um, so the only one is one of the inserts, one of the cardboard inserts for one of them was kind of falling apart, which I just replaced it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, cool. that was pretty cool. I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I, I can, I guess I can throw my couple pickups in here. Um, at almost a different day, I picked up the best N64 game of all time, Superman 64, yeah. for a whopping, a whopping $5, which is probably $5 too much for it. Yeah, it But is. I just kind of wanted to have it, because, you know, you never come across that game there. So, and um, the other game I picked up was for PS4, which I actually haven't started yet, uh, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. Oh, boy. Because I know, gotta support those games so more of that stuff comes over. So... I will probably be starting that this weekend. Exciting. I know. Uh, on to the news, perhaps? Uh, in current gaming news, I guess, the um, to go back to the Pokemon Red on the 3DS thing, my favorite bit of news was the uh, on the 3DS, they announced uh, Pokemon mm-hmm. Sun and Moon, which is going to be the seventh generation games. And... What they're going to allow you to do is transfer Pokemon from those downloadable red, blue, and yellow games to the new ones. That's so, cool. Yeah, because back in the day on the uh, Game Boy, you could transfer them from red and blue to gold and silver, but you couldn't move them to the Game Boy Advance games. So they're kind of like doing a little throwback by letting you move those from there to the new ones. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm actually very excited about that, even though they're just going to be like, you know, copies of them. and not technically the same things, but it'll still be kind of neat. Yeah. I like it. And there was a Nintendo Direct today, and there were a few things not really pertaining to me, but there was a new Paper Mario game announced for the Wii U and other fun stuff and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. Nothing really worth noting That's that made me jump out of my seat. So Yeah, I, I know this is old news now, but um, as you know, Nintendo World had shut down for renovations, and um, this was what? Two, three weeks ago, it reopened as Nintendo New York. Yep. And the only thing I cared about is if the Golf War Game Boy was there, and it is still there. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm content. Yep. Um, yeah, so. I do want to go back there and see what it looks like. Yeah, it's probably not going to be that much different. No, but the, I think they just rebranded like the store name and everything, but yeah. I'm hoping that means that they're going to open more Nintendo stores like in other cities though. That, yeah. Like a Boston, maybe. Or, I would. perhaps, uh, Haverhill. Yeah, Haverhill, Nass, the, uh, the pinnacle of Nintendo collecting and definitely worth it, <laughs> warranting a story. Yes. Um, we saw Deadpool. We uh, did see Deadpool. We saw Deadpool, what, two weeks ago now? Yeah, it was a few days after it came out, so that was yeah. the beginning of eh, mid-February. So. What, what did you think? I loved it. Yeah. I, um, I was, I actually stopped reading news about it for a while because I was like, they're probably going to screw it up. And then it came out and people were saying it was great and I was like, okay, I'm excited. And I saw it and I thought it was great. So I, um, I think they did it very well. Ryan Reynolds was, did an awesome job. The writing was great. Uh, very funny. They shit on the, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. And they shit on 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 Ryan Reynolds. They shit on the Green Lantern. They did everything. It was great. Yeah. They shit on a lot of stuff and it was, it was a riot. I mean. Yep. There was there was a lot of jokes and a lot of them. I mean, they're quick. I mean, they. Oh yeah, it was just constant. Like, yeah. just 
and that's hard to do. Yeah. So I many props, many props. Yes, that was a that was a fantastic movie. Hopefully, more Deadpool to come. Yeah, and uh, they did announce the sequel already too. And in the movie, they do kind of tease at the end, but I'm not going to spoil that for you because that would be douchey. Yeah, great movie. If you haven't seen yep. it, definitely go see it. Get it. Um, uh the the first Ghostbusters trailer was just released, I believe. Um, yeah, I have not today. watched that yet. Yeah, I watched it. Um. Uh, what what are your thoughts? What, any expectations? Um, I uh, I'm trying to think because it's comparable to like what like bridesmaids and things like that because it's just like an all lady Ghostbusters team. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's there's a couple of the same actresses from bridesmaids in Ghostbusters. Yeah, I um I have not seen that movie, but I'm I you know go in I I'd see it. I'm not you know super excited for it. I mean I like Ghostbusters one, but Ghostbusters two sucked. But uh you know it's I'm hoping it's a fun movie. If it does that, then that's all it needs to do. Yeah, and I will tell you, um, Slimer is in the movie, so. Oh, it, good. Yeah, so th- that's, that's a plus. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go see it. Um, I'm interested to see what it's gonna be like. Um, from the trailer, it looks good. It looks like it could be entertaining. Um, it takes place in like the old firehouse too, right? Like it's the same setting, just, uh, actually, new characters? you, I don't think it does. Um, hmm. same city. Um, yeah, it took place in New York, but they filmed it in Boston. Yes, but um, I don't think it's like um, a redo or a rebranding or a restart of the series. I think it's 30 years later and it's just there's yeah. three scientists and their sassy black friend <laughs> um, start Ghostbusters again. Perfect. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to go see it. I, I'm I'm interested in it. Yeah. I have no expectations though. Yeah. I'll probably wait for some sort of review and then, you know, maybe wait till it comes out or if enough people go and convince me to go see it in theaters, then I'll see it. Yeah. To our main topic. So I guess this segment, we'll just talk a little bit about, you know, we're going to try to do this in the future too, where we talk about our favorite games for a system, you know, how, what the impressions they made on us, things like that. Yep. Um, so top three games. How about we want to alternate? Uh, sure, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Not in any particular order of favoritism, but, uh, the first game I want to talk about is Fantasy Star Online, episodes one and two. Which, the first game was a port of the Dreamcast game, and they added on the second episode, which basically doubled the length of the game. Uh, I never played the original, but I had heard of it, and the concept of having my GameCube online was really cool. Uh, I was probably one of the 10 people that did that. <laughs> and, uh, I went on there, you know, talked to people and, uh, got a bunch of hacked items, made the game way more fun. And it's the, I think the first game that was not Pokemon that I put like over a hundred hours into. I, I only got my character up to, I think, level 130 over the years. But, and I, that's not even like halfway. It's long and just painful sometimes where, just, just grind, grind, grind. So but, you haven't actually finished the game? Well, I've, you know, beaten the game. It's just, you know, getting level 200 is, you know, way more than I'm looking to do in my life. You're growing so, up, Craig. <laughs> well, it's been probably, I think I've touched it like three times in the last like 10 years on the GameCube, so. You do have now, not that it mattered back then, but you do have the, the GameCube controller for it. I, that is a good point. Yeah, the, um, 
I think it was two years ago, I bought the, uh, the keyboard controller for the GameCube, which is a GameCube controller with a keyboard basically just, like, thrown into the middle of it. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, I pull it out when we play Smash Brothers, and everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's good fun. The keys don't do anything if you're not playing PSO. And, um, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a cool thing to have in your collection. Oh, sure. absolutely. Yeah, it's like the... Uh, and it came in the box and everything, too. And I got it for a good, pretty good price, too. Yeah. Which I think. So I was uh, very happy with that. Yes. So my first game, um, again, mine are in no particular order. Um, but I'll start off with uh, Wind Waker, Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Uh, I remember pre-ordering that on the Walmart website. Um, I remember getting it. And when I got it, it was right around spring break. And I remember the entire week, that's all I did. I didn't see friends. I didn't do anything. I literally stayed in my room and played that game and beat it in that week. Yep. I probably didn't bathe. I only stopped to go to the bathroom and microwave a hot pocket. And that was about it. But I remember I, I, I loved that game. A lot of people were turned off by the cell shading cartoon graphics. I thought it was great. I loved it. Um, I thought they utilized what the GameCube could do very well. Um, so, enjoyed it. Love it. Great game. Yep. Very good. Um, that was actually my next game I was going to talk about, too. So, there we go. Legend of, Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. Um, I pre-ordered mine at EB Games when that was still a thing. Actually, I think it was Electronics Boutique still. And I got the Ocarina of Time disc... Uh, cause I think they did it, I think Wind Waker launched in February, I'm sorry, March, and then Wind Waker, I'm sorry, Ocarina of Time came out in February. So they gave you that, that month in advance where it kind of gets you hyped to replay those games. I, I remember uh, I got, I got that disc, but mine came with, um, when I got the shipment with Wind Waker. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was cause you did it online. I think that's how yeah, I did probably. that. Yeah, probably. But I so, also had it. Um, but anyways, Ocarina of Time disc, fun. I had never played Master Quest before, as I think most people didn't. Yes. And that was, I didn't get into that though, cause I didn't like the change. So I, and I ended up playing that like five years later, but uh, I did pl- replay through Ocarina of Time regular, and the GameCube made it look a little bit nicer, and, uh, it was just fun to play again, as it always is. Yes. And, uh, Wind Waker itself, the, um, it took a while for the, the cell shading graphics to, Attached to me too, but you know, there's so much personality to that game just because of the art style, which is really cool. Yeah. And, um, it probably has the best story out of any Zelda, I'd say. And just the ending of that game, just what happens when you're like after the Ganondorf fight, just that always blows me away. So it's always I, fun to watch. Yeah. I, I just remember playing that game and just being, I mean, I guess it wasn't that big of a game compared to a lot of the open world games. It felt really big though. It just really wasn't. It just, it felt really big because, you know, you're in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. And it just felt so vast and... And you sailed really slow. You did, but it, it, a lot of people didn't like that. It didn't bother me that much. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I'm just, I was just, I was born for, for the, the open open sea <laughs> the um only complaint i really have about that game is on the gamecube version the uh the triforce quests so we have to get the triforce shards you mean the golden triumph forks yeah <laughs> yes the golden triumph forks get it right uh, <laughs> uh it was just 
mind numbing sometimes. Like I would get one and then not play for like a few days, go back to more. Cause I think you had to like, you had to get rupees enough to do that and then find the Triforce, bring it to Tingle, have them look at your map, f- tell you where the hell to go. It was just really annoying. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was definitely tedious at times, but yeah, but everything else about the game is great. It was relatively easy overall and yep. shorter. The dungeons were shorter than Ocarina of Time, I think, yeah, just because yeah. they were less. Yeah, I mean, for me to to sit down and 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 you know get through the main story yeah. in a week, I wouldn't have been able to do that in Ocarina of Time. It just, I don't think I could have done that. Yeah. Well, we were also younger too, and and there was like what five years of difference, I think, between when they came out. So. Yeah. Yep. Wind Waker was a good time where I had nothing better to do with my life than sit and play video games. So yeah. Yes. Um, my number two. I'm going to say is Ultimate Spider-Man. Ooh. Um, and the reason being is it, it was because of that game. That game got me into reading comics. Mm-hmm. Um, because that game was obviously based off of the Ultimate Spider-Man series. Um, so, and I just, I remember loving how that game looked. Um, again, that was a cel-shaded game and it looked fantastic. Did and that come out was, after Wind Waker? Probably. Oh, way after. Yeah. Okay. Way after. Um, but that game was fantastic in, in mainly because, you know, you could do the Spider-Man mode, um, and it had a lot of the, the same aspects that Spider-Man 2 had, which was a phenomenal Spider-Man game, mainly because it was, um, open worlds. You can kind of go through New York City as you please and do what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, it still had that carryover in Ultimate Spider-Man, but also, um, you could play as Venom. And it was just kind of like Venom was like survival mode because Venom needed to essentially just eat people and suck the life force out of people to survive. So it was just kind of like um, like a a GTA. Like if you're just trying to get six stars in GTA and survive that long, that's all it was is that the longer you survive, the harder it would get. The army would come and that was its own mode, though. It wasn't like you just swapped out between characters. um, No, that was its own. Well, there was. In the story mode, it would do like a chapter of Spider-Man and a chapter of Venom. Oh, okay. Throughout the story mode. Yeah. Um, but then there was just like a survival mode as Venom, which was. Oh, uh, gotcha. Okay. So much fun. I mean, I remember it being like, I remember like being almost horrified. Uh, one of the moves you could do as Venom is literally grab a guy and like bend him backwards the wrong way and snap his back and then throw him. He'd be dead. And you just throw him aside. I feel like you couldn't get away with that nowadays. I was they're, they're I remember, a little bit stricter. I feel like that would get like an M rating, maybe or something with that. I, it, I remember being a, a T rated game, and I I was like, m- like I was like, whoa, that's that's pretty that's pretty gruesome for for this. Yeah, but yeah, that game led me to reading comics, and I will be forever grateful. Aww, aww. All right, um, my number one, which is not really my number one, but. The, um, I want to talk about Mario Kart Double Dash because that game, uh, back when it came out, that was another game that used the broadband adapter, but for like local, local play. So land play. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember reading on the GameFAQs, uh, boards, there was like, Hey, you can play Mario Kart Double Dash online. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's cool. And then, uh, apparently there was this, there was a software. It was called Warp Pipe. And you could tunnel your GameCube to basically like link up to another player by like entering in their IP address, they enter in yours, and you created a direct connection, and you could play the game online with each other. Although it ran like total ass. Yeah. And just that game and that 
game, uh, like the trying online that software it just me like this whole community online and i still talk to people from there that's like this day and we still make make fun of it because it really wasn't that good but um it was it was fun and there there were um there were three games that supported the bribe adapter like that it was uh kirby air ride 1080 avalanche and Mario double dash and there were other games that were supposed to support it too like geist and Star Fox, uh salt and those they drop the support because they realize that nobody fucking uses this shit. So, <laughs> and those other two games were like garbage too on there. So Mario Kart kind of worked, but yeah. Do, can you still play? It's like is Warp Pipe still like up and running today? It's just the piece of software. So if you do the same thing, you just link up, you know, two people online and do the IP address thing. It will work. And I've actually wanted to try it too. And I actually do have all the stuff to do that. Like I can yes. have you try it. With your, with, cause I have two Brad adapters and you, you do. two copies of Mario Kart over the years. I sh- so. <laughs> you do have that. Yeah. So eh, it's an idea for the future. Yeah. Um, my number one is going to be Animal Crossing. Mm. Um, it, it's a game that today I couldn't play and I, I don't think I could ever get into, yep. but at the time, the concept that a minute in real life was a minute in the game and that if Tom Nook's store opened at 10 a.m., you had to wait until 10 a.m. to get in. <laughs> and for some reason, I was like, this is amazing, like virtual life. And it was just like, I, I don't know, I I got hooked and wasted so much time on that game. Um, to the, I mean, eventually I got to the point where I just changed my internal clock if I wanted like the season to change or whatever. Yeah. Um, Skip like Christmas or something and get... I think more presents or something. Yeah, you'd get stuff. Um, but I just remember like my sister and my mother, um, would play and they each had their own house in, in the town. And then mm-hmm. my oldest sister and her husband had it and they would, you know, we would swap memory cards and stuff and, you know, go get their, you know, I had apples, they had oranges and just, I don't know. I just remember playing it with my family and, and enjoying it. Yeah. But yeah, I wasted way too much time on that game. Yeah. I, um, I didn't really play Animal Crossing on the GameCube. I had it briefly, but I didn't get into it. But I did get into the uh, the DS version, which was basically just like a copy of that with a few different features. Yeah. And um, and every other Animal Crossing game is the exact same thing. Pretty so much. Something else. And it's like, okay, I think I'm done with this forever now. So I, I remember finding out that you could link the – if you plugged in the um, Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah. You could get to the island. Yep. And get like – the Special coconuts fruit. and yeah, you can get the coconuts and then the, you can get the Hawaiian shirts. And I remember I was, there was four Hawaiian shirts and I remember I'm like, well, this is my game. I'll keep <laughs> one and sell three. And I remember getting a bunch of money for them. <laughs> but yeah, I, I got really into that game. Yeah. Um, you learn this, you like the, uh, this, the markets with the, uh, crap. What do you have to sell? It's the, um, what's the, damn it. The girl who comes in and wants to buy, Turnips, the turnip girl. You buy yeah. turnips from her from somebody one day, and then she would come back another day, and she would buy them back for like a lot more money. Yeah, and you could just like make fucking bank on that shit. It was it was great, and then you could just go pay off your house, and then you had nothing to do. Yep. So, um, a few honorable mentions that I'll have. I'll just rattle them off real quick. Um, Mario Sunshine, because mm-hmm. that game's great. Um, Mario Cut Double Dash for me as well. I I sunk a lot of time into that game and then pikmin i never beat pikmin i was terrible at it mm-hmm. but i just remember playing the crap out of it um i also remember one time um me and my sister we had we had our own we had separate bedrooms but they shared the same wall 
And I remember my TV, I was playing it in my bedroom and she's, she said from her room, she's like, man, this is a really long Pikmin commercial. And <laughs> I go in there and something crossed. She was watching me play Pikmin on her TV and I don't, it, it was, uh, we, we couldn't figure out why it did it. It never did it again, but she was getting like a really fuzzy black and white version of what I was playing in my room. Cause yeah. she's like, Brad, this commercial's really long. And then I paused it and she goes, it just paused. And I was like, what? So I brought my waveboard in and I could play it from her bedroom. It was you like, didn't the, dream this? No, I swear this happens. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. I was thinking about it the other day and uh, the only thing I could think of, but it still doesn't explain it is that she had like, in addition to like a, a, a cable going straight into her TV. She also had the bunny ears. Yeah. But I, I, I did your system make... go through like a coax cable or? I don't think so. I, mean, mm. I don't know. I have no idea why it happened. I don't remember. It was probably some logical explanation, but as a, as, as a kid, I probably didn't figure <laughs> it out. It, at that time, it was magic. It was like unicorns <laughs> sitting in front of me. <laughs> um, are those your only honorable mentions? Yeah, there's just those three. Okay. Um, for me, I'm also going to mention um, Kirby Air Ride. Uh, that game was fun as shit. City Trial, fucking blast. And I love that game. Um, Super Smash Bros. Melee, a classic. I yep. don't think it's the best Smash Bros. game, but it's still a lot of fun, and I still enjoy playing it. And the... Um, the two Pokemon games for the system, Coliseum and XD, they were both, they were both RPGs, like, you know, a full story and go collect Pokemon and shit, but there was just like a limit to what you could catch, and all the Pokemon were, ooh, evil shadow Pokemon, and you could only catch those specific ones, and then you could get like Lugia in one game and Ho-Oh in the other game, and transfer them to your, uh, Game Boy Advance games, and, uh, yeah, both fun, I enjoyed them. Yep, um... I remember, uh, getting the Game Boy player for my birthday. Yeah. Um, my parents were like, you know, like, what do you want? I was like, well, I want this. And I, you know, so they bought me that and I ended up getting the second Golden Sun game, not realizing that it was the second Golden Sun game for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but I remember getting that and, um, every summer we would go up to my grandmother's and pitch a tent in her yard. And my parents' idea of camping was not just sleeping in a tent. It was, Okay, well, we're going to sleep in a tent, but we're going to get aero beds in there. We're going to have fans. And I swear to you, this happened. They ran cable from the house into the tent. <laughs> so so you're, you could have just open the windows at home and had the same experience, I feel. Pretty much. I'm like, what's the point of camping? But, <laughs> you know, I wasn't complaining because I had just gotten a Game Boy Player, and then we were going up to my grandmother's for a yeah. week. So there was a TV in the tent, so I literally sat in a hot tent that was probably 150 degrees <laughs> and played Golden Sun. <laughs> on my Game Boy player. Also, when my parents g- got me, I got it for Christmas, the the GameCube. Mm-hmm. And um I think I've told you this story before, but Christmas Eve, one of my dad's friends, George, was was visiting. And I was like, can I get a pre- Can I open a present Christmas Eve? Can I please, please, please? Oh, God. And um, my parents were like, well, we're going to leave it up to George. And I'm like, Gio, please, let me open a present. He's like, okay. And my parents are like, okay, but we have to pick the present. We oh, get to God, pick it. Oh God, heard the story. Yeah. So yeah, so they're like, they're like, we get to pick the present. I'm like, okay. Um, and they go, well, if we give this to you, it's gonna ruin your Christmas. You're gonna know what you're gonna get. I'm like, no, I want it anyways. Yeah. So I'm so excited. I open it up, and it's a GameCube carrying case, and I had to wait. <laughs> 
till the next morning to get the GameCube, yeah. which is like torture for a kid. So I just remember just sitting in my room, just like opening the case and like admiring it. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to fill this. <laughs> and it was like the worst. I mean, it was probably what, like 12 hours I had to wait, but it was the longest 12 hours of my life. Yeah. I had to go to sleep and it was just like, ah, GameCube. Ugh. Oh, I don't think I, I probably didn't sleep that night. <laughs> but yeah, that yours, was. Did you get yours at launch, like the, the year it came out? I believe so, yeah. Right. I got mine the year after, so. Um, so I had but yeah. a few games to get with it. Cause I remember I got, I got Metroid Prime, Sonic Mega Collection, uh, Tony Hawk 4, and Sonic Adventure 2 with it, so. I got, um, I know I got Rogue Leader. Yeah. Rogue Squadron 2. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what else I got with it. I think that may have been. There weren't that many launch games, so it might have been like, cause I know I, I Pikmin and Luigi's Mansion. I think, I think I got Pikmin as well. I, it, I mean, it could have been a year later. Yeah. That I got it. I'm not sure. I, I remember, I remember Pikmin and, um, Rogue Squadron 2. Yeah. For sure. Um, so. Good times. Yes. On to trivia. And uh, to keep with the subject, it's going to be GameCube trivia. And oh, boy. Last episode, you stumped me, which is not surprising. Um, I have two questions for oh, you. Oh, boy. I, I, I am pretty sure you'd be able to get them both. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you get them both. You should be able to definitely get one. All right. So first one. Uh, the GameCube has a slow, ambient background music when you start it up. Um if sped up, it's actually an intro jingle to what Nintendo system? Um, I'm pretty sure it was the Famicom disc, disc system. There you go. Hey, you, I've watched Did You Know Gaming before. Yeah. <laughs> and this one was new to me. So um, the GameCube actually had 3D compatible circuitry built in. Um, the 3D functionality was achieved with a special liquid crystal display uh, that would have been sold separately, but due to the cost, it was deemed too expensive and never made it past the prototype phase. But what game actually had a 3D functional build for it? I remember just hearing about this recently, too. Uh, it had to have been a first-party game. Damn it. It's not, not Zelda, not Mario. Uh, damn it. I'm just going to... Take a shot in the dark. I'm just gonna say Luigi's Mansion because I really have no idea. That's actually right. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd go with the launch game because I figured yeah. they're gonna like try to do it at launch. I knew if I told you if it was a launch title that you that would have given it. it away because it was only yeah. there was only they did that what Wave Race and uh, Pikmin was launch window and so was Smash Brothers but I knew it wasn't. I figured it would be those two. So you know yeah, your I shit, think, Craig. I I think that that was in a did they do a Digital you know game recently for that or something? I don't know. Um, I'd see something on that very recently because like in the last month or so, I'd say. Yeah, I, I don't recall. Um, okay. I remember stumbling across, across that and actually never having heard that, that the GameCube was 3D compatible. Yeah, because I remember them saying that, like, oh, the 3DS was the next thing that they did with it, blah, 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 I think. So, yeah. But I mean, 3D is stupid, so I'm glad they didn't. What are you talking it. about? The Virtual Boy is phenom. Oh, God. No. <laughs> no. So good. My eyes. So, onto YouTube. Onto YouTube. Our, fa- um, our channels that we subscribe to or just want to talk about. Yeah, well, the, the, I have a few here. Um, I know that we share a few, quite a few too, so. Yes. The probably, probably, um, I'm just gonna throw it out there that I, I don't know if we talked about it in the last episode, but the, uh, 
We're both big fans of the channel The Game Chasers. Love The Game Chasers. And they released a new episode today, and I have not watched it yet. I have watched it. Oh, well, don't talk about it. I, I, it's actually the season six premiere. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this. It's a great one. It's a really good one. And I hope they do a follow up. Um, but no, you won't be disappointed. Is there a cliffhanger? No, there's no cliffhanger, <laughs> but, um, I just hope they do a follow up to it. Um, okay. is it like another half hour episode or is it? Yeah, it's, a, it's about, I think it's about 22 minutes, but oh, okay. it's definitely, yeah. um, um, it's really good. Um, parts of it are reminiscent of like season one, season two, um, which is good, yeah. but it's, it's, I, I was in disbelief. I was like, so excited. I was like, it was, it was a cool, it's a good episode. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we did meet them. We met them at, um, retro world expo, retro world expo in Connecticut, Connecticut. Yeah. Back in yeah. October of 2015. Um, yeah, it was them. Um, also another one of my favorite channels, um, Gaming Historian. Yep. Norman Caruso, he was there. Um, and He's bullshit. So, yeah, th- that's another one of my favorites. And anything to do with that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I enjoy. Have you, did you, have you seen Gaming Historian's recent episode? Uh, remind me which one it was. It was, um, it was about Blockbuster actually. Actually, I did not watch that one. That I, one's that one's good. Over it's it. interesting. It was yeah, Nintendo no, and Blockbuster, right? Was it? Was it? I, I think, know it was. I thought it specifically said Nintendo on the title. I think it was. Yeah, probably Nintendo versus Blockbuster. Yeah, maybe um, to try like prevent used game rentals, I guess, because they were losing on money. I assume. Or... Yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. But it was. Uh, it was a good episode. Well, Nintendo showed them because Blockbuster doesn't exist anymore. They're still. They still have stores open though. <sighs> Not many. We'll have to find the closest one and go visit. Oh God! <laughs> it's probably just franchise dead. Stupid. Who would go there? All right. Anyways, uh, yeah, um, it's. Uh, so on top of gaming, a story, another channel that I'm pretty sure you subscribe to too is uh, Alpha Omega Sin. Yes. Um. Um. Which we also we also met him at Retro we, World Expo. We met him. Um. I. I will watch his videos if the topic intrigues me. Yeah. Um. The, as well as a uh, happy console gamer. Um. Johnny Millennium. Both of them. If if. The topic of the video is that something that, you know, catches my eye, I will watch it. But I'm not super dedicated. But um if you get a chance to meet Alpha, do it. Cause in his videos he's like he's very harsh and, and he's very um passionate and he goes on his rants. Um but he's not like that in person. I mean, I remember just hoping to shake his hand and say hi. Uh, maybe get a picture. <laughs> we talked to him for like 20 minutes. We like, talked to him for 20 minutes. Like he'll, he will start up a conversation with you. He will find something and he will go off and it, you know, something well, he doesn't have to do, but well, I know. think it started with your boot tattoo. Right. And then it like went on from there and you guys started talking yeah. about metal bands and everything. Yeah. And, and I was Super just nice. there and we got into like, a, not a, not a debate, but we got in like an agreement about past debates that I remember he's talked about and um, I agree with him. So yeah. Super nice guys. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Um, the panel, the, it was what? Oh uh, it was Game Chasers, Alpha Megasin, and, and who, Wood from Beat 'em Ups. Yep, they uh, and it was a riot. That was that was a blast. Oh yeah, I love that panel. And then the Gaming Historian one was actually really fun because we actually got to see kind of an episode um, that hadn't been released yet. Yep, yeah, the the it was uh, like a Rist, live, it was, Rist Star or Rystar, if you'll call Rystar. it that. 
And yeah, we just saw the preview beforehand. And it was pretty cool. Like I yeah. didn't think it was going to be released, but I thought it was going to be like a special one for that. But because yeah. I remember seeing it was released, I'm like, didn't I see this episode and forgot <laughs> that it was from the panel? That was the live one we saw. Yeah. Um, another another channel that I I'm a fan of. I don't believe you have ever watched it. Is Arcade Impossible? Um, it's same idea as the Game Chasers, but the guy just goes and he looks for arcade cabinets, and he's got. What started in like his living room, he had like an arcade in his living room, but very quickly moved into his basement. Um, but yeah, he collects arcade cabinets. I, it, the episodes do not come out nearly frequently enough, mm-hmm. unfortunately, but I know he has a backlog of episodes that I, I believe he's slowly but surely getting editing to release. But, um, yeah, I like watching that. Mm-hmm. That's probably the majority of what we share. Yeah. Um, I can't really think of it. Too much else. Yeah. That I, that I really, uh, oh, you know what? Yeah, uh, Cinemassacre. Yes. Yeah. I, Angry I Video Game wa- Nerd, which, uh, I really only watch the nerd episodes. I'm not yeah. really a big fan of the, uh, the James and Mike Monday stuff. I've watched, watched a few, it. but not, yeah. not really my thing. Um, I beta 64, I watch here and there. Did you know gaming? Yeah, did you know gaming? The, yep. Um, I like John Tron. Yeah, I find him entertaining and I funny. I watched him. I love the Star Wars, the last one that he did. Yes, um, Shady J Show. Um, yeah, Jay part of the, from game, the game Chasers. chasers. Yeah, um, Billy the Gaming Chaired. Same yes. thing. <laughs> he doesn't really do much too much because I think he's dedicated to the first channel. Yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much it for um, gaming stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, for shared stuff, anyway, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey Ash, what you playing? I. I I enjoy those. Um, I pat the NES punk. I, uh, mainly check out the, um, completely useless podcast videos that he puts up, which if you haven't listened to it, it's a great podcast. Good to know. I did listen to their, well, I got one of the YouTube videos where they were talking about the, uh, the chameleon. Yeah. That's which <laughs> garbage. It's, it's so funny that, that, that's, there's a big controversy about it now too, which is funny, so. Yeah, they, they were actually like called out by when it was still the, um, retro VGS. Um, they had talked about it and, you know, gave their concerns and whatnot. And then retro VGS went on their Facebook and pretty much called them alcoholics because, uh, Ian, one of the guys, like a lot of the time has a beer in front of him <laughs> and like they called him out on it. So at that point it was like, Gloves are off, and anytime there's anything, um, Pat and Ian always talk about it. And um, yeah, th- at this point, it's like three strikes. The, the first time they had no prototype, they showed it off at um, a convention recently, and it was actually a SNES Mini board inside of uh, the Jaguar shell that they're using, and they were calling it a prototype. Um, instead of a proof of concept, if it was a proof of concept, they probably would have gotten flack, but it wasn't been that bad. They're like, this is what we're going to be doing, but this is not what you're going to buy. But they called it a prototype, which was, they just literally took out. Not good. Not good. And then recently they, um, showed pictures of a prototype and it was actually, um, (laughs) confirmed that it was an HDMI capture card inside of a a Jaguar shell. Yeah. The clear one or whatever. Yeah. They just, it's, it's I, I just love how somebody took the time to like compare the two and everything and just, uh, I don't know. 
at this point, they're under the microscope because they've pretty much lied to people three times. I think times. they burned all their bridges. They're not going to get this thing funded. If Yeah, if it – well, I mean, they were supposed to launch the Kickstarter – um, but with Kickstarter, you need to have a working prototype in order to launch it. They won't allow you to, uh, have a Kickstarter if it's like a product without the actual right. product or a, a, a prototype made. Yeah. So they're trying to pass off these things as prototypes. Kickstarter would have just ended it. They the original one was on Indiegogo, right? When they did it? I think so. And the they didn't VGS. even get close. They right. Because then you don't need the, the prototype or anything. You can just kind of yeah. do it. So. Yeah. I think they returned all the money too, because with Indiegogo, it's different. Kickstarter, if it's not funded, you don't get any money. But Indiegogo, depending on whether or not it gets funded, it, it depends on how much you yeah, get. Yeah, I think so, they canceled it midway, which does refund it, if I recall. So I think they refunded it. They chose to. Yeah. Um, but the way Indiegogo works is if you get it funded, like Indiegogo takes out like 3% of what you make. If it doesn't get funded, they take out 6%, so you still get all that money. But yeah. it just depends on how much Indiegogo takes from you. Right. And people are actually like giving um Game Straighty One flack because Yeah, wasn't he, he gonna put his game on there or something and then yeah, he, works he was for a couple involved co- and even though he really wasn't, he was just gonna port his game to it. Yeah, I guess people were giving him flack because he was gonna put his game on the system. Yeah. But they they're they're saying that he's tied in with it. He's not. He has nothing to do with the company. No, he, he was would, just he gonna probably put just his had game the idea on. of like, oh, when this comes out, I'm gonna put my game on it because it would probably work. Yeah. I mean I Which is just Silly. I remember the Twitter rants about that last night, so. Yeah, I, I saw a couple of them. Yeah. I, I remember, I mean, I think it's a, it's a, it's a interesting idea to, to, to bring back cartridges. I personally think it's a good idea. Will it ever work? No. The reason I think it's a good idea is because I'm nostalgic for that kind of stuff. I, you know, I like the cartridge based games and systems. Right. Um, in a perfect world, what I would have done is I would have, Made a system, you know, there's a, there's a timeline right now. It's like N64 into discs. I would have branched off that timeline and said, well, what if they kept going with cartridge based systems and improve on the N64 graphics and do something like that? And again, in a perfect world, um, all these big blockbuster game companies would be like, oh yeah, well, we, we're collectors too. And we're going to put some really good games on these cartridge based systems as well as making really good games for the new disc systems. That's my idea. That'll never happen. Obviously that's like, that's yeah, that'll yeah, never happen. No. That's like in a perfect fan. That's my fantasy world of, of what if the next gen of systems were still cartridge based from the N64 on. And you know, I mean, if anything, I expected something like maybe games like brain or limbo to go on it, but nothing really more than that. No, you, you wouldn't, you, you I mean, and that's that. I think that'd be pushing it too. But they sound. I mean, this thing just sounds like a cheap piece of crap. So it's yeah. I mean, th- there's no incentive to do it unless there's like a collector's market, and I don't think there's really a collector's market for new games because a lot of them are digital, especially right. all these indie games. They're right. All... The whole thing with collecting is like, oh, I want to get stuff that you really can't get anymore. You know? It's... Yeah. It's just it's not it's not it's not worth any company putting something on cartridge just because it costs so much more money. Because you have to buy the shells and then you have to buy the boards and it's just it's more cost effective to release it digitally or even on a disc. And now to uh, spin off channels that we both are fans of, uh, I'm going to talk about ones that I'm pretty sure that only I am subscribed to. Um, for gaming channels, I'm a fan of Mega Sixty Four. They're um, they've done comedy just YouTube shit for years, and I've just, I've been following them since. 
uh, probably at least 10 years now, back when they did a lot of early E3 stuff. Like, uh, I assume you've seen some of their videos, right? Yeah, you show me the, what is it, every, every, at the end of the year, they talk about the best games. Oh, so, oh Todd and Aaron's Game Awards. Yeah. That, that is the highlight of my New Year's Eve every year. But it's the same thing every year. <laughs> yeah, but that's the joke though. It's just yeah. two, it's just two fake, well, their characters, uh, just, Talking about their favorite games of the year, and that's always Call of Duty or and, fucking and, something, and something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but then they always do other stupid shit. So, I mean, I, I enjoy those every year just because they're just absolutely outrageous. Uh, let me see. What else do I enjoy that I can talk about? Um, damn it. What the hell is it? I should have wrote this down. Uh, uh, okay. Fuck. Sorry. Sorry. I goofed on this one. Damn it. We talked about that. Oh, the other one. <laughs> And another channel that I'm a fan of for their sketch comedy stuff is the, uh, the Warp Zone. They, uh, I got into their videos back when they did one for, uh, it was Shit Gamers Say to Their Girlfriends. And it was basically just a parody video of, you know, just making fun of gamers and their girlfriends or so, like, um, playing Mario games and, you know, using the Wiimote, jerking off, just making <laughs> stupid, stupid shit. Up and uh, they've they've done pretty good stuff. They've changed a lot over the years to kind of get a little more mainstream, I'd say. And um, but it's it's still fun. And I think they put up videos almost every week, so it's a good change every week. And for uh, for non gaming stuff, I'm gonna have to plug um, Joe Goes. He's a guy who um, is in California. And he goes to like various conventions and other events and just interviews random people and just says stupid shit to them he does rap battles uh just a really funny person and all those videos are very entertaining and another one is for my one of my favorite channels the uh, the report of the week uh the guy review bra he reviews various foods and energy drinks from various places and goes on for way too long about how this how you know this sandwich from wendy's might be while wearing a suit that is way too big for him. And it's just a very enjoyable time. And it's a good time sink. So. One, one, <laughs> another, yeah, another one that I just, I just thought of, uh, the Tommy Edison experience. Uh, this is a non-gaming one. Never heard uh, of it. Tommy Edison is known as the blind film critic and he was born blind and he's got the, he's been releasing stuff, um, for the past, recently for the past couple months, but, they're pretty infrequent, but I find them a riot. Like, um, they're like, uh, you know, sculpting with Play-Doh. So they make a blind guys like make a cat out of Play-Doh. He's never seen a cat. He's only touched them. So he's, you know, they try to make him do that. Um, uh, a favorite is, uh, guessing the color of scented markers. So the guy has no concept of color because he's never seen it. So to describe something you've never seen, cause he's never, he doesn't even know what site is, but, so they give him those scented markers and he has to guess what colors they are. 
Okay. It's, it's, you have to watch. But without knowing like what color it is, that's, he doesn't, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't know. I mean, he knows of colors and, and he can tell you the different names of colors, but he's never seen them. Yeah. Like he knows grass is green and he knows the sky is blue, but he's never seen them. But they're like, you know, it's, I mean, I can't even like imagine what it would be to like have to have that mentality of not really knowing. I mean, and the guy has a really good attitude about it, and they're actually yeah. really funny, like the the Plato ones, and um, you know, uh, he does a, he like he did one drawing. It's like draw a car, and then like draw yourself, and it's just it is an absolute riot. Yeah, the guy is 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 pretty funny, but um, that's that's a pretty good one to check out. I'll have to check it out. I guess. Yes, it's it's good. He's not the same guy that did like the um Ocarina of Time blindfold run, right? No. Okay. No, this guy's legally blind. Like he cannot see anything. Right. Like there was a guy who like I'm sorry, there was a a blind guy. This is different than the blindfold run. Oh, There's actually yeah, somebody yeah. who's blind who did beat Ocarina of Time over the course of years. No. Oh, impressive. Yeah. That was uh that was recently finished, I believe. I'll have to find that for you. Uh, so sh- shall we talk about our YouTube channel? Our YouTube channel that is kind kind of exists? It's, it's, it's there, but there's nothing on it. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. But, not yet. But we have, we have big plans. Um, uh, what, what shall we divulge? Everything? Nothing? Um, Something? just a couple ideas. I mean, we're obviously going to have some sort of, we're, we're going to take it in two different directions, I guess, technically. Like you're going to have your own sort of thing while I also have my own sort of thing. And they're both going to be on the same channel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but we'll also do collaborations. Yes, and we're also like, going to obviously guide each other through what we do. Yeah, uh, I mean, the way I look at it, it's going to be the Stop Swap Media YouTube channel, and on a channel on any given network, there's multiple shows. So we're going to yep. have multiple shows on there. Um, I mean, we have some ideas. Um, we could talk about our Let's Play show that we plan on doing. Um, working title is "What's the Catch?" Yep. Um, <laughs> And, and and Craig and I are going to build a nice, awesome but 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 Brad, what what is the catch? Well, what's I ask? the catch? Um, so we're going to be sitting on a couch and we're going to spin a big prize wheel. And on <laughs> that prize wheel, there's multiple games, and whatever game it lands on, we have to play. But every game, there's a catch. Um, for instance, say we're playing a, you know, it lands on I I can't even think of a game, but something that's a difficult task in a game is what we have to do. But you have to do it with your thumbs taped to your hands. You can't use your thumbs. Oh, shit. How will I do that without using my thumbs? It, that will make it difficult. <laughs> or um, playing a game using a horrible, shitty third-party peripheral like the the Nintendo 64 version of the Power Glove or, <laughs> or one of those crappy f- fishing rod controllers or something oh, or even like a racing wheel but not for a racing game. Like, like the Wii remote racing wheel, but you have to like – Use that. I don't know. All right. I mean, we—it's—it's we, it's a, it's a concept at the moment, but yeah, it's in the works. Um, also, it will be fun. It'll be. I, I it'll be the most experience. fun thing ever. Ever. Um. Yeah. Uh, I have a game a show that I'm working on. Um, I think it's going to be called Enigmas in Gaming. Um, pretty much, and I'm going to just go into. Uh, video game urban legends and mysteries and whatnot, and just kind of have a creepy vibe to it. Um. Episode one, the topic is picked. The script is pretty much written. Um, I, um, I'm working on the music at the moment, which is something that we, 
Oh, actually, writing the own music for it and everything. Yeah, yeah. Ah, um, that's cool. I also have my friend Adam, as you know, you know Adam. I, um, I do know Adam. He's gonna uh, also compose some music for it. So that's one thing I'm gonna take pride into this in, in Stop and Sweat Media is that we're gonna do as much as we can in house. Um, you know, we're gonna do all the filming ourselves. We're gonna do any kind of prop building and whatnot. We'll do that ourselves. Um, editing ourselves, any kind of audio, music and stuff. Um, do that in house, do that ourselves, just stuff like that. We're going to do as much as we can, um, ourselves. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Sweet. Shall we tell them about amazing frog? Amazing frog Fridays, which is actually not a thing. That was just the title that I came up with on the fly. We're going to do something with amazing frog. Yeah. Because it's the, because it, we all know it's the best game ever. It is the, it is the best game ever. Um, but I don't think we should tell them anything more. I think we no. should, we'll just leave it at that. I, I I like it. People will be like, "Oh, they you're either gonna think, oh, they we have an amazing idea, or we have no ideas." Yeah, it's somewhere in between. Yep, it's it's definitely something in between. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> we have we have stuff planned, and we're planning more. And yes, anything else you want to add, Craig? Um, to the Amazing Frog thing? Just in general. Oh, just in general? Um, I don't know. If you don't watch our channel, you might die, though. That's that's always a thing. Yes. That's that's actually most likely going to happen. Yeah. But also, if you do watch it, you're also going to die, because everybody, everybody dies eventually. But, yeah. So, yeah. Take that risk. Or don't yes. take that risk, actually, because that'd be bad. You don't want to die. That sucks. No, don't take that risk. Yeah. Definitely watch the show. Yeah. Or the All channel. The shows. All the shows. Listen to our podcast. Yeah. And I have a show in works sort of. Um I'm I'm still not really sure exactly what I'm gonna do yet, but it's gonna be terrible and I'm probably gonna hate it. So No, it'll be good. We'll make it fantastic. Yeah. And I have I have the first game picked out for it too, which uh Yeah. We'll see it's how a, that goes. It's a secret. It's a really shitty game that a lot of people have heard of for being really bad. So, yeah. But yeah, lots of things coming. Um, anything else before we conclude? Um, uh, no. I guess that's it. That's it. Well, thank you for listening. Um, hopefully we'll be back in a couple weeks with another episode of the Stop and Swapcast. Bye forever. Bye. Bye.